Ask the Podcast Coach for February 3rd, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. Just in time, the one and only Rob Greenlee is joining us. Welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com. And joining me over there, what a guy. From he's he's worked everywhere. Microsoft, Podcast One, Hall of Fame podcaster, working at Spreaker. Today he's gonna help us understand what the heck is a Vox Nest. And I gotta make sure I can Yes, yeah, so I should be able to hear you, Rob. Let me turn you up more. I don't hear you yet. Which could be me. That's the fun part of this. you say something now? Hmm. Still no Rob. But uh, we are at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you want to join in, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. Um, okay, good. You guys can't hear him either. If you would like to call in, I believe it is Lord Hambag is the phone number, better known as 567-342-6224. I have the phone plugged in, and um, that's going to be the fun one. That's the I, I cannot. I'm sure there's a way you can do this with your iPad or your iPhone in this case, and that is figure out how to uh, how to get the screen to stay on. Because I have the phone somewhat turned up. I found out a couple weeks ago where when I have the phone plugged in, and I get a lot of notifications. Hey, that makes it into the recording. And that's not the least bit annoying. And uh, so I have the phone up, but not uh, not too much. So that means if I'm not watching the phone and I don't see the little thing come up saying you have a call, I think, and that's the other thing I need to figure out. I'm using uh, good old Magic Jack. Remember Magic Jack when it was a big deal to get a second phone line? I think you get a whole two rings before it goes to voicemail. So if I'm not like watching it all the time, that could be a problem. So uh, how is the new mixer working out? Well, as you can tell, I'm still kind of like, I think this is going to do that. It's got a lot of channels. It's got a lot of buttons. Most of them are muted at this point. And I was working with PreSonus this week and I said, hey, on the recording and it's, it's this much. If you could put your fingers up, just it's that much of this high pitch, like me that you can just barely, barely, barely hear on the recording. And they said, what did you format the SD card as? And I'm like, I formatted it the way right click format. So I dug into that. It turns out I was formatting it as fat 32, which previously it was formatted as you guessed it fat 32, which I think is a rapper. If I remember right, yo, it's fat 32. And uh, Rob is back probably going, what's Steve talking about? <laughs> there he is. And we can hear him this time. Yeah, you can hear me? We can hear you. All right. Which is a good All thing. All right. Let me let me get my camera working here. It was a little bit tough here to get going here. Well, it's I had it, to reboot. Yeah, I had to reboot my computer and it's still not going. Shoot. I hate that. I know when I reboot my computer, it 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 wonks the camera settings and I look like a smurf. Everything is very blue in my camera. And I always have to go in and adjust those. And um that's always fun. But Okay. I uh there he is. And yep. so I got this new mixer, Rob. Um, uh-huh. It's it's got like everything you want. Basically, it's it's a pre Sonus uh, 
Studio Live AR12. And what I like about it is it has sliders instead of knobs. It has insert jacks if you have outside processing. It's got not one but two auxiliary sends plus effects, although unless I want to sound cheesy and have, uh, oh, I have it turned off. I can have I can have cheesy reverb, Re- yeah. Reverb, because yes. we we all need you know we all need more reverb. Yeah, that's that's yeah. helpful. Um, adds a adds a lot to the uh, the depth of the program. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I bought it and I had this like like this much of a signal, but it was this high pitch, and it wasn't. I didn't even notice it until the actual sound file quit, and I was like, wait a minute, what was that? And uh, all I did was reformat my SD card, and it seems to have fixed it. The other thing that I'm hoping doesn't happen today, and I I also upgraded my driver because I was just about ready to to box it up and send it back, is every now and then it would just quit. like Because you're using it as a sound card, and all of a sudden, and and whatever video I was watching, all of a sudden, everybody just froze, and I was like, up, and I, you can test this on a PC, you have that little speaker in the the bottom right hand corner. If you if you adjust the volume, yep. anytime you do that on on a PC, it always goes ding to let you know that it's you know you've adjusted your volume. And when I did that and nothing happened, I'm like it's the thing. So I have since uh, updated my driver, and so far a day and a half, it's it's working okay. But yeah, Grob is here from uh, Spreaker and and Hall of Fame podcaster, and he's been podcasting before there was podcasting actually. The uh, the chat room asked, where's Jim? Jim is doing that thing with high school students. And what's really cool about this is he's bringing them in and they're, they're I forget exactly what he's teaching them. I think it's coding or something of that nature. But this is something where this program didn't exist before. Um, he works at Gallup. He brings them in and, and they literally like walk out with um, like skill, like, okay, cool. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of set to go to college, but you also have a skill that's actually usable. And mm-hmm. uh, so he used to try to do both. He would literally like run down the hall, do ask the podcast coach and run back. But his program has been getting bigger and bigger. And so he's just like, look, I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks, which is cool. Cause then I get to have cool people like you show up. So <laughs> and, well, it's great to be here. Dave. And yeah. uh, you announced yesterday on Facebook and I'd already kind of heard this through the grapevine, uh, this lovely new thing called Vox Nest which you can mm-hmm. find at voxnest.com. And uh, I've, I've taken the Larry King approach to this. Uh, I, I don't have a clue about what it is. I actually, I saw we talked about it on the Spreaker live show and I, I got about four minutes into that and was like, you know what? I'm just going to let uh, Rob uh, explain it to me. So with that, I give you the floor. Well, well, Dave, I, I, I always thought Larry King knew what he was talking about. So <laughs> I always love when I think it was Seinfeld. That he'd never seen an episode. I got a chance to meet him a couple of times when I was working down in Los Angeles. So I'm and before. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's cool. Uh, So, so what is a? uh, We're having a bit of a a delay issue. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can be fine. Okay. Um, that's good to know. So, if I understand this right, Vox Nest is now the parent company of Spreaker and Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, instead of kind of, um, um, kind of shutting down any of the other websites or whatever, um, that have a lot of customers, a lot of people using them to do shows, we figured we would just layer on a new company on top of it. Um, that basically would enable us to build really a professional, um, podcast publishing, 
uh, monetization engine that would sit on top of the two companies um, and then just leave the other two companies alone and just let them do what they do and keep improving them and keep working on them. So we basically have three companies that are part of this that are well, let me, unique. Let me interrupt you because uh, according to the chat room, you are very, and I'm, I'm hearing it too, you're very staticky. You almost sound staticky. you almost sound robotic. Let's do this. While Rob is uh, troubleshooting, I'm going to take a second to thank my awesome supporters. That's, there you go. There's something we can talk about. So at the $20 level, Max Trescott from AviationNewsTalk.com, Josh Rivers at PodcastingExperiments.com, Glenn the Geek Hebert at HorseRadioNetwork.com, Jonathan Bloom at WeeklyAwesome.com. I love that domain. As well as Shane uh, from Spybrary.com. So if you're into spies, check that out. At the $10 level, Frank uh, Miller. Frank, I still need your website. Jay Cleveland Payne at jclevelandpayne.net. Sean at uh, beerownerd.com. Uh, the one only Nick Suberling from cincinnatisoccertalk.com. Barry Kessler from barrykessler.com. Barry was on last week. Uh, Dale Henninger and Jeff Hallish, which you can find Jeff at podnuts. Nuts is N-U-T-Z.com, which is a computer repair thing. Michael Ray. Rob Griffiths from uh, Bedtime.fm, Doug Salamone from uh, BecomingLimitless.org, Darren Dake from Cornertalk.com, Jim Cullison, you may have heard of him from TheAverageGuy.tv, Joe Taylor on FaceEdge.com, Troy Heinrichs, the one and only from uh, BlacklistExposed.com, Mark W. King, who does Distilling Ventured Capital at MarkWKing.com, Cauldron's Crypt from CauldronsCrypt.com, Kale Nelson from Ham Radio 360, Kim Slusher from DistractedLifePodcast.com, Jeremy Dennis from the Transmissions Podcast at TransmissionsPodcast.com, Corey Finneran from IVNV.com, Jason Curtis from CUATX.com, which is all about events. At the $1 level, thank you to, um, let's see here now. Oh, here we go. Uh, CreepyKingdom.com. Uh, I still, there's a person named Mask Me. I really would love your your domain name for that. Uh, Paul at fightingthroughpodcast.co.uk, which is dedicated to uh, basically World War One and Two. Felix Montalara, and I'm going to guess Felix, you are the guy behind the Latin Podcast Awards. I was trying to put these together this morning. Mike Moody from MrRobotPodcast.com. Uh, Jeffrey from genealogyshowcase.com. Garrett Godfrey, not that Godfrey, is the crowdfundingchristianmusic.com. Slept in government class, you can find that at sleptinclass.com. Barb from anchor.fm slash barb tusa. Alan Palmer, Emily, the one and only Emily from the Story Behind podcast. Uh, She's back, by the way, if you're not uh, listening to that show. Gary from Kiwi Mana. Dot co dot nz dave wilson from ottawa works the seahawkers podcast.com uh craig from we're almost done rob craig from inglaius podcast.com i'm josh liston from tpsguy.org the north omaha history podcast which is also steve sleeper at earn.show uh cody sison uh lucas apps at triangle i gotta get this right triangle tactical.net there we go triangle tactical.net and I think I got everybody else. Paul Scheel. 
which is uh, actually I already mentioned him fighting through podcast.co.uk. Thank you for being an awesome supporter. I do that at the beginning of the month. So it's, it's always giant list. And I'm like, Hey, we got to fill time. Let's do the giant list. So, and I really do thank everybody for going out to uh, ask the podcast coach.com slash awesome. So you sound much better, Rob. Oh, really? Okay. You've heard me so far. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you were saying that it's a parent com- company above Spreaker and blog talk. So that's the good news. Yeah, so there's like three um, three functions that are inside of uh, VoxNest that are new and unique. One is called Dynamo, which is basically a um, ad insertion monetization process that you can add to any podcast. So no matter where it's hosted, you can have dynamic ad insertion added to your your podcast, and you can make money off of your show with pre roll, mid roll, and post roll um, ad insertions. Uh, so you can do that. It's all free. Uh, if you go to the site, you can uh, you can sign up for that and get a get a sixty forty revenue share on that, and you don't have to really do anything. It's all automatic. I go through and select the categories of of ads that you're willing to accept on your program, and that's pretty much all all, all there is to it. Uh, there's a little prefix code that you have to uh, generate in the website and then add to your host platform so you're basically redirecting the download traffic over to VoxNest, uh so we can do the ad insertion part of it but uh but that's that's how that product works well how does that because well i know you said you can do this from any platform so yes. i understand and most of them do uh podbean i know libsyn does a prefix yeah so it sends it to you let's say i'm hosting on libsyn does that file then just sit there and do nothing or, or is it somehow injecting the file and then putting it on the Lipson site? That's yeah. So you publish like you normally would, it goes into your RSS feed and then we pick it up on our side and then we redistribute that file off of VoxNest. So we're basically uh-huh. a, a CDN is what we are. That's doing the dynamic ad insertion. And so you added a prefix to that basically redirects that, through the VoxNest servers. So that's that's kind of in a nutshell how it works. Yeah, so basically I pointed at you, you make the file, stitch in the ads, and then... And then it's delivered through the, the, the that actual feed, the Got same it. feed that you've been, been using. It's, it's really a platform that really only works with uh, kind of like archive shows. So right. you have to think about it in that way. And so it's, it's a way to monetize, you know, so let's say you do a show and you publish it. it. It goes out to your your RSS feed, and then you go into the VoxNest uh, platform and set your ad insertion points in that that uh, that that show, and then it you know goes out with the ad insertions in it. Yeah, and then you're you're we're gonna we're gonna pretend that that's not getting wonky. Your your audio is getting, and I don't think it's you. I think it's YouTube today. Uh, we'll see. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Does this mess with your stats then? The stats do currently transfer over to VoxNest. Yeah. Okay. So your numbers would be be available over there. It depends on the platform. I, I would think it's it's really new, and we're not exactly sure all all the dynamics that happens on on all of the other platforms. Like on, on so if you did this with a Spreaker uh, podcast right now, uh, all the plays that happen on Spreaker um, are not going to have the prefix on it. So you're still going to you know, so there's a little bit of wonkiness that's going on, and I'm not sure every platform kind of has their own kind of unique mix on what they're doing. So 
Um, so this is mainly going to work with your RSS feed and your downloads. Okay. So, so yeah, so you were saying, so if it's, if, if somebody's using, so the, the redirect sends the, the, you know, over to Vox, over to Dynamo, Mm -hmm. Dynamo inserts all the ads. And then basically the stats are going to be tracked on Dynamo. It's not going to show up in, in your regular hosting dashboard because, are you then the media host then basically? Yeah. As far as for your download via your RSS feed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think down the line, I mean, our, our plan is, and I've been pushing the team to do this too, is to get a, get it, get a reporting API going back to the primary host. Yeah. So I think that there is a way that we can mitigate this, um, this issue. So stats can live in both places because I think that's, that's really important. It's just not something that we had at launch. Right. Um, so I think that that capability is going to be really important as you look, look to the future. And then the other product that we have is called hive and it hasn't launched yet either. And it's basically a professional hosting kind of, kind of platform. Uh, it's kind of our, kind of our lips and pro basically in some ways. Got it. Uh, so that's, that's going to launch in the next coming, coming couple months. And then the the last piece is called cortex and it's basically, an ad targeting capability that's built into the platform that will really be an, it's really focused on driving the needs of the advertiser. So we'll be able to do a better job of targeting ads to, to listeners based on what the advertisers are, are looking for. So it's, it's a little bit of machine intelligence. It's a little bit of kind of data mining, trying to, trying to make ads more targeted to listeners. So that's the idea behind it. And are these your typical Home Depot, progressive insurance, big name kind of uh, ads that we're, we've kind of been seeing on yeah, other I mean, networks? Yeah, I mean, right now, that's what we're supporting uh, is, is working with the, the ad networks out there that are doing f- typically 15 to 30 second um, ads. And more and more, these ads are becoming more like host reads. They're, they're being produced more, um, more like host reads all the time. Now, granted, some of them are, probably sound like a, like a Geico ad or something yeah. like that. What else? Let's see. Um, so you have Cortex, you have Hive, which is the, that's not available yet. And yep. then Dynamo is the ad insertion. Yep. And nothing is going to change to Spreaker or Blog Talk Radio. They're all going to keep, keep, I mean, there's going to be changes to Spreaker. I mean, right. those, those features that are, we're adding to, um, to Dynamo and that, Vox Nest kind of nest of products is going to trickle down into Spreaker too. So there's going to be a lot of the capabilities that are going to be down there, you know, like pre and mid roll and post roll insertions will be available in Spreaker as well. Cause right now it supports pre and post rolls, but it doesn't support mid rolls. Uh, and then the, you know, some other more advanced features will trickle there down as we build them for, for hive and dynamo. So, so there's going to be improvements. Can somebody just have a mid-roll or do they have to have like all three? Yes. They can have a mid-roll, just a mid-roll. Yes. Because I know some people really, I don't know why. I mean, advertisers love them, but they don't like pre-rolls. Yeah. They're like, I want my voice to be the first thing. And it's like. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of pre-rolls either. I think, I think ideally you should have some content at the beginning of your show, uh, not an ad. So yeah, that's that's just my own personal thought. That's that's (laughs) me, my own personal. I'm like, eh, I don't really want to hear. And depending, especially on some of the ads, they're like, eh, okay. But like you said, the good news is most of them are pretty short. It's about the time I've dug my phone out of my pocket to hit 
skip, it's it's over. So that's the that's the good news. Let's say you're using Spreaker, you already have ads in them. Should you turn that off on Spreaker and start using Dynamo? Because I'm assuming using both is going to be like, it's just going to confuse things. Yeah, I mean, for now, I think, you know, the team has been talking a lot about this. Um, and I think over time, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to be able to enable both. Because what happens, and I'm not... Uh, so once you enable Dynamo and you turn off the ones on Spreaker, you're basically not getting at any ads at all on Spreaker. Um, yeah. So, so that's essentially what was happening on that. So, so yeah, currently it's a it's a decision between between the two. And I know with Spreaker, I think there was a minimum payout of I think ten dollars. What's the minimum payout on Dynamo? I don't know that that number. Uh, let's see. Uh, I. Honestly, I don't know what the minimum payout is that I, I haven't discussed it. It's with, new. With I know. Team. So I think it's like, it's probably like, it's probably the same as what we were doing with Spreaker, I would imagine. Yeah. Because otherwise you end up with, uh, I don't know. Yeah. You don't want to make, here, here's your 38 cents or whatever, because you just started <laughs> yeah. and it's the end of the month or something. Well, it's going to be, a, payouts are going to happen through PayPal. So it should be fairly flexible yeah. on that. It's not like we're sending out checks or something like right. that. So. Anything else we should know about the the new stuff? The company is new, so when you see us at conferences and trade shows, you're going to primarily see us as um, Foxnest. Oh. Uh, but but we're going to have um, you know same the same kind of information about Spreaker and 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 things like that there too. So we're, we're going to be kind of like two combined companies when you see us out there at events. Um, so I'm still going to be working pretty aggressively on the on the speaker side, um, as well as on the, on the, um, the Vox nest side, because it's kind of catering to a little bit of two different markets. There's a little bit of crossover between the two. Um, but one is catering more towards the, the higher end podcaster market. And then Spreaker is catering more towards, you know, who Spreaker has been all these years. So, uh, and both are a priority to me and both are, are really important to the company going forward. Yeah. So any, any, for anybody who's looking at hive, then they're like, Ooh, that sounds interesting. Any idea when that's going to launch? I would say in the next, uh, probably within the next two months. Okay. So probably around springtime on that time frame is what we're shooting for right now. And so at Podfest, do I get to get a a Vox Nest shirt or is it? You do. You do. I actually came up with a whole new Vox Nest, you know, design it's going to be a surprise i haven't uh you know sent a picture out on on, on twitter yet of what our t-shirts are going to look like but um maybe that's something i'll do you know b- before i leave to go to florida so yeah i was going to say because i i have a spreaker shirt i have my, my whole closet is nothing but podcasting shirts <laughs> i well i know i have one too i got one from uh from zoom right here oh there, now we're talking that's that's a classic <laughs> right there holy cow well, I, I have a question for you. I, I see this a lot in, in Facebook, and I, w- I would love to just hear your opinion on this. The person um, that said this, I have a very important question, and he even says, for me anyway, says, I'm launching my first podcast on Monday, February 19th. I just got everything down, the format, the gear, some practicing. I've got my hosting site picked, already have my own website. However, I know you have to submit to iTunes, among other uh, for the first time, and that makes uh, takes time to be approved. What can I do, if anything, so that the first podcast is available 
that day, of course, February 19th for, for Apple, that's critically important because I have a very well-known guest in the field and his, and his endorsement tweet that day, if available on iTunes that day, could uh, get me a bunch of early subscribers. Should I do a one to two practice uh, episodes and submit those to iTunes a week beforehand? If I were to do that, I definitely, in all caps, want them deleted when I submit my first real podcast on February 19th. I definitely want the episode with this famous person to be episode number one, not whatever stuff I send to iTunes ahead of that to get it initially approved. So I, I see this a lot with the, I'm doing my launch. And so yes, what, yes. what are your thoughts on the podcast launch? Well, that's that's a very complex question. But but as far as how to launch with iTunes, I would just do do like a teaser episode, like a like a 30 second promo. Um, get your show in iTunes. And if you want to take that teaser down, take it down and then just publish your your first episode after you've gotten your distribution established. I mean, I make this recommendation to any podcast that's starting is just get your distribution before you start making your full episodes, right? I mean, you have to get at least one episode in there in order to get your RSS feed and get, get it out there and get, get it, get distribution. So. Yeah, that's, I'm I'm with you. I'm like, send something out there to make sure that it works. Cause that's yeah. the worst thing. You don't want to find out that after you submit it, that you forgot to put in your categories or something like that. And then yeah. uh, I, I, to me, I'm always like, if you wanted to, you could put that first episode out because yeah. to me, I I don't really think being in iTunes, like let's say you had the real episode there on mm-hmm. the 17th. I, yeah. I, I don't know. That's going to get a ton of downloads unless you really tell people. I think that the big yeah. launch is telling your friends and family and your cousins and uncles and everybody else that, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm actually available on Apple. But yeah, I think uh, it, I've seen it happen many, many times with, with, with shows that I've helped launch is getting that promo episode out there allows you to kind of um, do some pre-marketing for your show, kind of share it with friends and family say, go, go subscribe. It's in iTunes. And then my first episode comes out on this date. And, yeah. and I've seen that the uh, numbers of the preview uh, typically are fairly high. Um, yeah. And then, then when the episode comes out, then you already have some subscribers that are built in and it's not going to be a kind of a wasted episode. Cause I oftentimes what happens is that first episode is a little bit of a waste, right? I mean, nobody's really going to listen to it because you don't have your distribution yet. Uh, so it's just a way to kind of jumpstart the, the process. It, I don't know if you, I didn't know this was going on. I just happened to be on Facebook podcamptoronto.com. And I actually, uh, had to do some Google searching to find out that you don't need a passport. I thought you needed a passport now to go into Canada. And at least according to uncle Google, you don't, if you're coming from the U S um, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't try it. No. Yeah. See, that's what it said. It said, bring a, uh, bring a birth certificate. I'm like, cause I thought you had to have a passport. I, th- I thought that I, was, I think so now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's, but that's happening February 23rd through the 25th. And they're now having an award ceremony. So if you go to awards.podcamptoronto.com, because that's only five hours away from me, but I was like, oh, I need a passport. And those are, I don't know how long it takes to get one. I know if you, if you like get the hurry up plan, they're not cheap, but mm-hmm. I need, I need to get a new, uh, new passport. So I was like, Hmm, but that'd be for me, that'd be crazy because I basically drive to Canada, come back, unpack, do laundry, and then pack and go to San Diego for uh, social media marketing. Are you, I know you're going to be at PodFest. Are you going to be at social media marketing world? 
No, I'm not. Uh-uh. That's uh, I've never nope. been to that. I've heard about, a lot about that event, so I'm excited. Yeah, I have too. I've never been either. Yeah, yeah. But but speaking of Canada, there there is a podcasting conference happening up in Canada on May 5th, um, called Pod Summit. Hmm. Did you go to that last uh, year? I did. How was it? I did. I was a speaker at that one, and Ray Ortega did a did a video speaking gig there. Uh, it was great. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a fairly small event still. It's probably, you know, a hundred people or so, but I like those sometimes the little intimate gatherings. Yeah, fantastic. Actually, we have a question from the chat room. What are the biggest challenges with interviewing on site? Not in your audio booth. Well, first of all, when it's on site, that's the good news is everybody's there. The, the bad news is, Everybody's there. Rob, you've done a lot of recording at events. How do you do it? Well, you have to have a certain kind of microphone um, that actually doesn't doesn't pick up a lot of ambient and background sounds like a dynamic microphone. I mean, a microphone like this one does does a pretty good job with it. Uh, the ATR 2100s do a, do a really good job. Um, so it's just a matter of having good, good microphones. You don't want to bring a condenser to a conference no. or a or, or an event or lots of different recording rooms you can get into can be really echoey and, and really sound, sound bad, but you just have to be careful. Uh, if you do that and pick a good spot, that's got good acoustics and be sure that you have a good, good microphone that's designed for portable audio recording. Yeah, I did. I remember I've been at a couple events where you'll find somebody you're in a noisy room and you're like, Hey, can we get like 10 minutes? I'd love to interview you for just a little bit of time. You go in a room and it's literally there's empty tables and there's nothing there. It's just this big empty room. So you go from noisy room to a room that just sounds, you know, it's, it's nothing but reverb. And so you, <laughs> but that's a good thing, Dave, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> these hardware manufacturers are building reverb into their devices. Into the system, it must yeah. be something that we're supposed to play in our shows. <laughs> exactly. Cause everybody wants to sound like this and it's, yeah. So that's no fun. Um, but uh e says i'll be putting up info on podcast conferences on my website well that's cool on the ones i should definitely have on my resources page well i think the biggies there's podcast movement there's podfest which is happening next weekend there's podcast minute atlantic the national association of broadcasters is going to be putting on a huge deal around podcasting this year at the nab show down in las vegas uh, this in april so that's that's going to be a big podcasting event this year. There's going to be a, a whole bunch of tracks around podcasting. They're actually the NAB. Or I was told on the phone this week is going to be catering to podcasters, not broadcasters. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. That's, yeah. Especially with um, who's the one company? Is it that the just they want? Is it Scripps that wants to sell off all the radio stations? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Scripps. And I know there's one, I cannot find it. I'll have to ask him. Dave Hooper did a uh, uh, conference last year. It was one, it was a one day event. He's going to do it again. It's in April. And mm-hmm. it, previously it was at bigpodcast.com and it's not there anymore. It's something like, it's something with the word pod and it. it's like podlicious or podrific <laughs> or pod something. Pod delicious. Yeah. But I'll delicious. That, that's yeah. going to be in Nashville. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, a DC pod fest is another fun one. Yeah. That's uh, yep. that's a, if you ever, I don't think you've ever been to that one. Have you, I did not go to it now. Yeah. It's another no, one that's kind of, uh, it's about 150 yeah. people probably. 
and it's, uh, it's kind of like the Mid Atlantic yeah gas festival I would say yeah probably in that yeah actually very very much so except the podcast Mid Atlantic is very focused on being creative and thinking outside of the box yeah and the DC Podfest is almost it's weird because you have you have podcast movement which is pretty huge and then you have Podfest which is kind of a smaller version of that that's kind of geared more towards independent podcasters mm-hmm. and then you have DC Podfest which is kind of a smaller version of Podfest again kind and of then now there's PodCon too yeah PodCon was catering to a completely oh, different yeah. set of younger people that were storytelling um, doing it's kind of like this mashup between VidCon Comic-Con and podcasting if you can kind of visualize what that might look like where young people get involved in podcasting it was really exciting to actually see that Todd Todd Cochran and I were there and yeah in in yourself so yeah. it, I know there are little bubbles of podcasters and podcast listeners. And I was just like, I opened up the door and I'm like, and here's one of those. And it was uh, completely, you know, a lot of female, or I think there are more females there than, than males or, or pretty close. And then yeah. the whole, um, Oh, what's it called? See, I would call it dressing up in costumes, but that's not the cool phrase. Yeah. Um, uh, I know I'm drawing a blank on that word. Yeah. too. Cause yeah. cosplay. There we go. Cosplay. That's yes. right. Costume play yes. basically is what, uh, is what it means. Cosplay. Yeah. What would you, for somebody who's never been to a, uh, an event, uh, tips on what to bring or to prepare for attending? Probably a change of clothes. Good shoes. Um, good, good shoes. Good socks. Yeah. Um, um, a, a, a coat depending on where you're going or, or a bathing suit depending on where you're going. That's right. Business cards go. are definitely in there. Yeah. Mine just showed up. Yes. Um, <laughs> they just showed up. They did. I was like, "Oh, because I'm going to two, my old cards." My old cards. Yeah, I'm going to uh, two conferences in in the span of you know a month. I was like, I need a lot of business cards. Uh, this sounds like a weird one. Chapstick. You'll be amazed because you're talking all the time. Oh, honey is another one. Yeah, bring some honey. You know, real honey. Yeah. I mean, if you're a speaker and you, I mean, I don't know how many times, Dave, this happened to you. I'm sure where you go to the after after hours events, right? Yeah. And there's loud music, everybody's talking and you're, and you basically are like screaming to yeah. be able to talk. And by the end of the night, you ha- you don't have a voice left yeah. and you got to present in the morning. Yeah. So bring up, bring a handful of, uh, of honey with you or a little honey bear. That's probably what you'd bring. Yeah. The, uh, I've had that happen a couple of times. And even, I remember last year podcast movement, they had an event and it was uh, an after party kind of thing. They had, they had broken out two rooms. So it was it was a fairly large room, and they purposely had very quiet music because they've heard everybody say, "I'm tired of shouting over the music." So it was kind of like your your slow jazz in the background, but nonetheless, you still had a couple hundred people in a room and just the sound of the murmur, you know, the whole rah, 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 as everybody's talking. So you're like, "So tell me about your." And by the end of the night, I know, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, I came home from podcast movement and I sounded like Barry White. I still had a voice, but I'm just like, oh, this is Dave Jackson. I'm going to die. I just, everything else was just blown out because for me, I'm talking all day as Rob is, we're at a booth saying the same thing over and over and over, which is always There's fun. some variability there. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit of variability. I kind of have to do that. Also, my, I'll also go insane. Yeah. So you have to say things a little differently yeah. each time. And then you, so you talk all day and then you talk all night. And then uh, the other thing I would say is if you have if you're having a really good conversation in the hallway 
and you look up and it's like, oh, it's time to go to a session. If you have a package where you're going to get the recordings, stay in the hallway. I've had more things happen in the hallway that uh, I'm glad I stayed. I mean, one of the things that uh, I'm speaking at Social Media Marketing World, probably four years ago, I had a hallway moment with Michael Stelzner. It's the first time I ever met him and probably talked to him for a good half hour, 45 minutes, so that when I saw him again at PodFest and had another conversation, that led him to go, we should probably have that guy speak. So uh, that's definitely something to do. Jason says you can get honey packets from Chick-fil-A. So there you go. You're set to go that way. Um, and you'll be so sweet, too. That's, that, that's the thing. Everybody will love you. Yeah. The other thing yes. is with, with events is don't be afraid. The, one of the great things about podcast events, you can stand next to anybody and just say, so tell me about your show. Then if they yeah. don't have one, they'll say, oh, I don't have one yet, but I, I want to do one. I'm going to interview business people and get sponsors or whatever the heck the, the plan is or whatever like that. So, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of yeah, new ones yeah, coming yeah. out. And and also, if you uh, another place to check is if you go to meetup.com, there's a lot of times there might be a little local meetup. Uh, I run one here in Ohio. If you go to anyohiopodcasters.com, it's just through meetup.com. And we mm-hmm. have maybe 10 people that show up once a month, yeah. um, but it's a good group. It's always a lot of fun. So yeah, I used to do that for, for years up here in Seattle too. I'd get like anywhere from like five to 25 people showing up depending on, yeah, it's fluctuated a lot over the years. Well, and I would but, say you never know. Uh, my, my favorite is one of the guys that showed up to that works for the local TV uh, station. Mm-hmm. And so they needed a mm-hmm. podcast guru and I got to go on TV cause I knew Matt. So that always comes in uh, handy. So if you're doing that, so yeah. So um, I forget, I think it was E says she's coming to podcast movement. So, um, and uh, Rob and I got to go see the Liberty bell and the place where they signed uh, the constitution. Yeah. yeah. And that was, that was interesting because it, it, it looked just like the pictures, you know what I mean? In your history books and stuff and you walk in, you're like, yep, this is it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You can actually touch it. Yes. yes. We also got a a, a greasy um, cheesesteak. Philly cheesesteak, yeah. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of things to do there in Philly. And about every 10 feet, you're walking on some sort of cobblestone, and it'll say, Benjamin Franklin, you know. Burp. Did this here. Yeah. And, yeah. Know, Burped here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever it is. It seemed like every 10 feet, it's like, you know, Thomas Edison picked his nose here, and so and so. George Washington, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah, there's an arrow pointing to where the booger is still. Exactly. <laughs> it's in it's in glass. It's in, you know, held it in place. It's so. it's lasted all these years. Yeah. Yes. If somebody's thinking about getting into podcasts, what do you think is the, the biggest hurdle that they're hitting and how do they get over that? I think just figuring out what show they want to do and how that fits into their their skill set and their knowledge base. I think it can be a little bit of a challenge for some people. Um I mean I you know, I do a show about podcasting. I'm not sure that I could come up with another show that I could do um, other than talking about podcasting. So, I mean, I did for many years talk about technology, so I could do a technology show, but technology shows are not that popular anymore. So doing a podcast about podcasting is about my, uh, my spectrum right now. Didn't you start one about some sort of greenhouse or aquaponic or something yeah i did i that was just a couple of episodes that i did off of my own my own personal podcast feed that i did and i i talk about electric cars and stuff like that on that show too but but it gets back to what i was saying i'm just 
you know, there's nothing there that will, will sustain a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I had, I had somebody contact me this week and they couldn't come up with a name with the show. And if you're really having a hard time, it might be, doesn't mean it is, but it might be that you haven't kind of narrowed your focus. Yeah. And they said it was going to be, they were, they were throwing out something like what's up Philly. And I said, well, I, I would think that's a show about what's going on locally in Philadelphia. And they're like, well, yeah, but we want to talk about the arts, like the yeah. local theater. And I'm like, okay, though, that's, that's cool. And they're like, and we also want to talk about social issues. And I'm like, yeah. okay, so what's the name of the show again? And they're like, well, I'm like, I don't know if I get that from the name. And they were explaining the the social injustices that are going on. I'm like, okay. And they were talking about theater and they were actually talking about opera and acting and local. And I'm like, so you need somebody who's a black Panther that's into opera. I go, I don't know that you're going to find, you know, I said, you might want to yeah. narrow that down just a little bit. And I said, because that might be the the problem. You're, you're having a hard time coming up with a name is because you're, you, you've kind of really expanded it out. And I said, yeah. that doesn't mean you can't do that show, but. I'm just saying sometimes it's you might want to have yeah. your audience a little more um, defined that way because, uh, you know, you so can, I have seen some some shows that are, are are focused on a local market, but they they basically do the, the show from more of a national focus. Right. Mm-hmm. So they'll 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 do a show like on um, food in Miami or something like that. And, but the show will be about veganism. Right. Right. So you can kind of cater to the local market at the same time that you maybe can cater to the national audience. Cause I think that, that that's one of the struggles with the podcasting, local podcasting is, is that it, you know, if you get too narrow with doing a show in on uh, Miami or Philadelphia, that uh, you narrow your audience so much that there's not much audience to have. So, so you need to have kind of like a national topic focus that kind of overrides the theme of the show, but maybe a, a local angle was my thought. Yeah. I'm with you then. I think that's what they were going for. They were kind of talk about whatever social issues might be going on in the, the nation or even the world and then say, and this is why I've seen examples of this in Philly. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. I said, so that way you're kind of, you know, cause I'm with you. You don't want to make it, if you take it, make it too local on one hand, you have a really rabid, but much smaller audience. You'll have people yeah. only from Philly that do that. I was trying to talk a local uh, radio station into, uh, to turning their podcast into, or their radio into a podcast. And it's called the talk of Akron. And mm-hmm. I, for years, they were just like podcast. What? They're still, it's funny. I go to their website and I swear it's made in front page. It's really horrible. Uh, and I was laughing this morning because I went out to get something, get some breakfast and I forgot my phone. I don't know about you, but why do you do that? It's like, Oh, what do I have yeah. to listen to the radio? So I turned it yeah. on and one of the hosts, they actually were talking about, they were doing, which I thought was stupid. There were, mm-hmm. there were some, um, some radio station, uh, has quit doing their, you know, have, there's the puppy bowl and the kitten bowl and uh, they, I guess there's some station for 20 years has had a babe bowl and you had, you know, pretty women. And then eventually you narrowed it down to four and then two and et cetera. And they, they've now quit doing that because it's not politically correct. And so they were talking about who the attractive uh, radio people were here. And the one woman said, well, there's so-and-so and they go, well, he's just a, he's just does this stuff on the internet. And, and somebody said, is that real? 
then? And she said, no. And I thought that's stupid because uh, when I got home, I was listening to the rest of the conversation on the internet. And I was this close to calling them up and saying, you know, there are podcasts that get a million downloads in 24 hours. You know, what? how many listeners do you have? Because they were, they were kind of poo-pooing the, the internet radio. And I was like, eh, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. Who's, that's, who's real? The one with million listeners or one that has, you know, maybe a hundred thousand max. Right. Yeah. So that was, yeah. that was kind of interesting, but I was, it's always interesting when I go back and listen to the radio, just how bad it is that a, yeah. they're playing the same songs that they were 10 years ago. And there's really yeah. not a lot of uh, improvement there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Dave says, since we're talking about new podcasters, are there resources for formats or how to outline the show? Well, the form, yeah. the format yeah. is kind of, that's one of those where there's no rules. What, what would you say to that, Rob? Well, I kind of do um, two different ways. I mean, like this show and the show I do with Todd Cochran, the new media show, um, there is no real format. You just start streaming and start talking about whatever comes to mind. And then there, there's other shows like I do, like the Speaker Live show that I have an outline and I do prep and I do research and I I come up with uh, topics and themes. So I think it can go the full spectrum. I think it it really gets back to what kind of show you want to have how capable you are to hold an audience and communicate ideas and things, depending on the format of the program. It's it, like you said, Dave, it can go the full spectrum. It's, it's really what you want to do is there, there is no ideal formatted, but it needs to be something you can sustain yeah. and do over the long term. Um, because I mean, if you create a show that's so difficult to produce, you may find that five or six episodes in, you're just burned out and you maybe run out of things to talk about. So it needs to be something that you can sustain. Yeah. Yeah, something else. I, I heard a great quote from Natalie Ekdahl. She does uh, the Biz Chicks, Chicks with an X. So it's it's Biz C-H-I-X. And she said, because she, she did two years of interviews and then started doing solo shows. And she said what yeah. she found was doing interviews grows your network. Doing solo shows, for her case, grew her business. Because it positioned, she said, doing interviews doesn't really position you as the expert. She goes, well, when I started doing solo shows and explaining how I was helping my clients and uh, through all this, it's always delivering value. And I was like, Ooh, I like that line. Uh, doing interviews grows your network, doing solo shows grows your business or, or your, at least your connection with your audience. And so yeah. you can do a, a mix of both. I saw uh, Mike Dell from Blueberry yesterday uh, on occasion. He will throw these out. It's a, a podcast PSA. And he said, just for the record, you don't have to do an interview show. Uh, because I've heard I've heard people say, "Wait, you what? Do you, you don't have to do an interview show." I'm like, "No, you can actually just talk into a microphone like somebody sitting across the room from you." So, um, but um, in terms of formats, there, I don't know if there are any resources because it is kind of just like Rob said. I know some people that uh, will write out the show, like they'll actually write out every word they're going to say. If you do that, yeah. I just always recommend write like you talk. Don't worry about punctuation. Just write like you hear it in your head because we don't write like we talk and we don't talk like we write. And then uh, I know other people that just turn on a, like today I know I wanted to ask Rob about Vox Nest and, and I, you know, I have some things written down that some places we could go, but a lot of today was just like, look at the chat room and talk about what they want to talk about. So it's a little yeah. open-ended. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's where some people talk about finding your voice. Uh, and that's where if you just record a couple and you're like, Oh, this seems to flow better if I do this or that. And uh, 
And like Rob well, said, I also find Dave that that even creating an outline for your show can be helpful. But uh, I would say probably seventy percent of the time, um, I go off that outline. I don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it just helps you kind of organize your thoughts. Is what it does more than anything else. I mean, because I mean, if you think about my outline compared to my show, typically. Um, it's pretty close in the alignment of where things happen and where things I talk about, but what's written in the outline isn't always aligned with what I say on the show. Um, but, but most of the time it does, but it just, uh, it's, it just gives you some, some, uh, outlines. So you can think about more what you want to say than, than having to think about what, what you want to say in a certain structure. So it kind of removes this kind of other thoughts that you have to have in your head when you're doing a show um, and really focus on the content, I think, is what, what you're trying to accomplish with an outline, is you're trying to, to just streamline that, that thought process. Absolutely. Believe it or not, Rob, we're, we're, we're at 60 minutes. I know you and uh, Todd go like 90 minutes, I think it is, over at uh, – mm-hmm the uh, new media show uh, but we call it quits after an hour if you want to stick around I realize you have to go get ready for, for I don't know what you do to get ready for Todd I do nothing because <laughs> we, we usually we usually sit around and do what we call post show till uh, till noon but I realize that's when you start with uh, with Todd so I don't know if you want to hang around okay. for a little bit I mean, you if can. you want to keep keep going sure you can keep going and uh, so it's, it's going to sound weird it's going to sound like we're ending the show but technically we're not. So it's, it's one of those things. And that's where if you're an awesome supporter at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, you actually get access to the post show or you just show up live every Saturday at uh, 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Rob, thanks for getting out of bed this morning. I realize it's only 730 where you're at. Oh, and always uh, great to join you, Dave. You can find Rob at robgreenlee.com, spreakerliveshow.com. What else am I missing? Newmediashow.com. Yeah. That's a great show, by the way. That's that's one that Thank when you. I see it come down the pike, I'm like, my favorite thing to hear Todd Cochran say is, I probably shouldn't say this because you know what's <laughs> coming after that is awesome. It's golden. It's, it's golden. golden. Yes. And uh, you guys are a great example of, well, number one, both of you guys have such a wide knowledge of the space. But um, Todd's a little, at times, um, what's the good adjective here? He's a little, he's a little bit of a pistol. And you're like yes. the ultimate, just like, uh, you're just, Rob's always just chilling. You know, smooth. Yeah. Smooth and, <laughs> so, and calm. Yeah, so, no uh, feathers ruffled. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, thanks to the <laughs> chat room. Again, stick around. We'll do a little post show, but uh, we're here every Saturday at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.